Another COVID-19 treatment is approved. Crocs goes on the acquisition front. We cover the biggest analyst calls of the day. We sift through some unique real estate data, and we cover the biggest headlines of the week. This is the Running With The Money weekly recap. Let's get into it. the markets aren't doing all too bad on this well final day of the holiday week absolutely phenomenal welcome to the running with the money weekly recap powered by pound on the table either way we have dow jones up 196 nasdaq up 131 in the s p 500 up 29 meanwhile the markets well today just absolutely ripping if we go sector by sector what are we seeing we're seeing those industrials consumer physical and basic materials absolutely outperforming today meanwhile you're only losing sector amongst the entire market real estate not performing all too well down 0.13 percent and that's likely due to some of the real estate data we got um out of the market just this morning and we're going to get into that but first we need to cover the top headline of the day this uh basically another covid19 treatment being approved by the fda food and drug administration if you do not know what fda stands for either way let's dig into what's going on here so Today, we did get authorization um, by the FDA for Merck's antiviral pill to treat COVID-19, but it is for emergency use. We do have to note that. Either way, this treatment was developed in partnership with Ridgeback Biotherapeutics. Can you believe that? And it has been cleared for adults with mild to moderate COVID who are at risk of severe disease. So it has to be a severe disease case. And once again, um, this follows Pfizer's pill that was approved actually just yesterday, which is a very positive thing because it just gives us more weapons to fight this darn pandemic, which that pill was approved for people as young as 12. So this is all something to note. We did get commentary out of the FDA Center for Drug Evaluation and Research Director, Dr. Patrizia Cavazzaroni. What did she have to say about this Merck approval here or this authorization? She went on to say, quote, as a new variants of the virus continue to emerge, it is crucial to expand the country's arsenal of COVID-19 therapies using emergency use authorization while continuing to generate additional data on their safety and effectiveness. So as she's saying here, look, this is another weapon to fight COVID-19 in this horrible pandemic and therefore we're going to authorize it for emergency use now but we want to get more data on it to make sure it's 100 completely safe for broader use so some good stuff coming out of the pandemic battlefront you could say either way shifting into our second biggest headline of the day it actually comes out of a company that we don't talk about all too much and that would be crocs yes that's right the funny shoes that you stick on your feet crocs well, guess what? They're going on the acquisition front. Can you believe that? That's right. They announced today that they are acquiring Hey Dude, you know, that new massive shoe brand that has absolutely exploded over the past year. Craziness. Well, Crocs is acquiring Hey Dude for $2.5 billion. Can you believe that? So, what are the nitty-gritty details of this deal? Well, this deal will be funded with $2.05 billion in cash and $450 million in Crocs shares. We did get commentary, of course, out of management from Andrew Reese, chief executive officer of Crocs. He went on to say, quote, with the acquisition of Hey Dude, we are thrilled to add another high growth, highly profitable brand to our portfolio. 
Then he went on to say, guess what? We believe Hey Dudes, casual, comfortable, and lightweight products are aligned to long-term consumer trends and are a perfect fit for Crocs. We intend to leverage our global presence, best-in-class marketing, and scale infrastructure to build upon Hey Dudes' strong foundation and create significant shareholder value. We truly admire the business that founder Alessandro Rosano has built and are honored to welcome the hey dude team to crocs so it seems that crocs is very excited about this hey dude acquisition a 2.5 billion dollar acquisition so definitely nothing small once again 2.05 billion dollars of this deal basically funded via cash and 450 million dollars of this deal supported by crocs shares something to note there but shifting away from this deal and by the way there was a negative feedback to this announcement here crocs falling just over 11% today, but a very expensive deal, something to pay attention to, and it seems Crocs is trying to become the place to go for some chill, casual footwear, something to note. Now, shifting into the biggest analyst calls of the day, we did get a big-time call on Tesla with Credit Suisse reiterating Tesla as unfortunately neutral. I know your Tesla bulls are going to be disappointed about that. Well, what did they have to say about Tesla? They go on to say, quote, we believe a central theme for Tesla in 2022 will be its supply and demand mismatch. Simply, whatever Tesla can produce, it will sell. Sell-side consensus is currently 1.3 million units. However, in recent weeks, buy-side feedback has cited potential for 1.4 to 1.6 million units, a clear increase versus the 920,000 we expected from Tesla in 2021. Shanghai could be a source of upside as it has been largely responsible for Tesla's positive production trends over the past two years and were amid a very efficient production ramp. Credit Suisse reiterating Tesla as neutral. We also had Baird reiterating Amazon as outperformed today, going on to say, quote, following flattish e-commerce growth between Thanksgiving and mid-December, trends accelerated last week, according to Salesforce and some of our data tracking, with a solid last holiday gasp. We believe stronger e-commerce growth has helped by increasing product shortages at physical stores and concerns over Omicron. As we've outlined in prior notes, we prefer the large e-commerce platforms through Q4, including Amazon, Shopify, and eBay. An interesting call out of Baird on Amazon reiterating outperform. We also had a call out of Bernstein today reiterating FedEx and UPS as outperform. Can you believe that? So they go on to say, quote, we rate UPS and FedEx as outperform and expect that the market's perception of earnings leverage to the secular growth of e-commerce will be much more favorable a year from now than it is today, supporting a relative re-rating of both stocks. Cohen reiterating Williams-Sonoma and RH is outperformed today as well. Going on to say, quote, we believe the sell-offs at both are overdone and current valuations provide very attractive entry points as unique features and a broadly favorable macro environment should support demand for growth. And then finally, we had one last big analyst call today going into the end of this holiday week, and it was Argus reiterating Nike as overweight, going on to say, quote, over the long term, we expect growth at Nike to be driven by the Jordan brand, which represents more than 12% of sales, continued innovation, expanding e-commerce sales, and renewed growth in China. Argus reiterating Nike as a buy. Now, shifting away 
some of the biggest analyst calls of the day. I want to cover this real estate data we got today just real quick. So sales of U.S. single-family homes, they did surge to a seven-month high in November. So new home sales, those jumped 12.4%, and that is to a seasonally adjusted rate of 744,000 units last month. And that's the highest level we have seen since April. But sales did drop 14% if you go off of a year-over-year -year basis. So they actually peaked at a rate of 992,000 units in January, which was the highest level since 2006. So that is something to note. So overall, you know, going from April to now, not too bad. But if you go year-over-year, -year, November to November, the numbers weren't the best. You also saw October sales pace was actually revised down to 662,000 units from 745,000 units. Now, we also want to note what's the median new house price, and that actually accelerated 18.8% in November to $416,900. So some are arguing that this median new home price has gotten so high that it's actually pricing some of those buyers out, and therefore, that's why you're seeing this year-over-year -year decline in new housing sales. So that's definitely something to note there. But overall, the real estate data year-on-year, -year, not the best, but if you go from roughly mid-year, it wasn't all too bad. Now, shifting into the biggest headlines of the week before we close out the show, starting with Monday, what did we get? Well, we had Oracle announcing their acquisition of Cerner, an all-cash deal at $95 per share or approximately $28.3 billion in equity value. And Oracle is expecting this deal to close in calendar year of 2022. We also had Goldman Sachs cutting their GDP forecast after that Build Back Better plan um, pretty much failed and is donezo. So Goldman Sachs not expecting as much economic growth, now expecting 2% growth for the first quarter, followed by 3% and 2.75% growth in the following two quarters. Definitely something to note there. And their previous expectation was 3% growth in the first quarter, 3.5% in the second, and 3% in the third. So that is something to note, a decrease in GDP forecasting by Goldman Sachs. Shifting into Tuesday, we had Nike and Micron both delivering beats. Definitely some solid earnings numbers, but it is important to note, once again, when it came to Nike, sales did fall in China 20%, resulting in only 1% total revenue growth year over year. And then when it comes to Micron, what do we see? We saw very, very solid guidance, um, guiding to a Q2 EPS of $1.95 and sales of $7.5 billion beating the $1.84 and $7.29 billion expectation for Q2 guidance. And then also to round out Tuesday, we had Kraken announcing the acquisition of Staked. And Staked is a platform in essence where you can go and you can uh, stake cryptocurrencies. So that is something to note there. Kraken making another major acquisition. And it was actually one of the many they have made. Um, now their fifth acquisition of 2021. And then Wednesday, what did we get? We got consumer confidence ticking higher. We had that uh, consumer confidence index, index jumping to 115.8 from 111.9 so that wasn't all too bad and consumer inflation expectations over the next 12 months actually declined to 6.9 percent from that 13-year high of 7.3 percent so that was a net positive there and also on wednesday we had pfizer's covid19 pill being approved by the fda and pretty much pfizer saying that look if this gets fully approved also by the cdc or authorized i should say um we could have this thing up as soon as this weekend 
So that is something to note. Two new weapons added to the arsenal when it comes to fighting COVID-19 this week. But that really wards uh, the biggest headlines of the week right there. There wasn't all too much to cover this week. It's been a bit of a slow week given the holidays. And of course, Merry Christmas to all if you celebrate Christmas and have a glorious holiday season. In the meantime, eat, sleep, profit, trade on, and go give my boys a listen over at Pond the Table. Anywhere you listen to podcasts, that includes Spotify, Apple Podcasts, literally anywhere you listen to podcasts, my boys are at Pun the Table. Also, give me and my team a follow on Instagram and Facebook at Running With The Money, or just simply follow me on Twitter at Luke Dene, at me, tweet me if you have any feedback on the show or want a company deep dived on, please let us know. Easily profit trade on, and I will see you next week. Oh, 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 oh,